Welcome to a dying podcast. My name is Nils and today in this episode I've decided to bring up a topic that was actually the first thing I ever wrote about on medium.com which is something I've, I like to call Super Mario Life. And the reason why I want to bring this up today is that I've had a few days of low energy of various challenges in my personal life with, um, you know, after having received this amazing son of ours, just not having energy and being really tired and somewhat broken down (laughs) momentarily in my day-to-day life. And also just seeing a lot of friends around me actually having troubles and challenges right around the same time. Someone I Uh, know a bit and who I respect a great deal and look up to even more has received uh, news from the doctors that he is suffering from a very uh, serious disease called ALS which means that the average time to survive that is one to five years. His name is Bjorn Nattikolindeblad and and I urge you to listen to a podcast called Bjorn and Navid uh, which uh, is an amazing podcast by these two amazing friends of mine. And in one of their most recent episodes, they're talking about this and how he's dealing with this news. So, and that's just one example of people around me having a hard time right about this time on various levels and to various degrees, obviously. And I felt that in my own personal life for a few days that I've been, I've not been super happy. I've lost a lot of energy. While at the same time, there's a lot of things to be happy about. Today, on the other hand, I've had a really nice day. And and that happened because for the past, well, 24 to 36 hours, I brought up this idea of the Super Mario life again (laughs) to myself and worked with that little nifty tool actively. And that has really helped me. So I I decided to make that the topic of today's episode, uh, bring Super Mario life back to life. For anyone who uh, hasn't heard me speak about that yet, or for anyone who perhaps, you know, hasn't even heard of what this very simple idea to life is. So basically what it is, is looking at your life in a gamification kind of way. Because every day what we tend to do is we try to get happy, right? We want happiness in life. Now, I want to point out that that is not the purpose of life. The purpose of life is not to walk around and be happy all the time. It's to actually have this wide experience of the entire emotional spectrum. That's what we're designed to have. But at the same time, it feels good to feel good and it feels bad to feel bad. And that is an internal compass for ourselves that, you know, whenever we feel good, we're doing something right in in this existence and for ourselves. That's why it feels good to be happy and do things that make you happy. Once I've sort of added the disclaimer of life is not meant to be happiness all the time. You're not supposed to be happy all the time. You're supposed to feel a great deal of different emotions and learn how to spend time with those and hang out with them and, and internalize those and see what they mean for you. Then of course, it's still nice to, to be able to understand yourself to a degree where you can actually make yourself happy again when you feel a strong need to be happy. So the way this works is basically understanding what happiness is and then what makes you happy and then keep doing those things. It's super simple. As most things are that I speak about in this podcast, it's not rocket science. It's simple stuff, but 
for me, it's taken more than 30 years to, to understand these things and learn them. So I'm guessing I'm not the only one. So that's why I want to share these tricks for for use in your day-to-day life when you're feeling down or when you're when you don't understand why you're feeling down or not feeling fully yourself. So let's start with what happiness is. So it's basically just chemistry in the brain, right? We feel good, we feel happy when we get the perfect amounts of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins, those sorts of things in our brains. That's what happiness is. That's the the simple answer to what it actually is. Sure, we can call it an emotion and we can say, you know, I the sun makes me happy or my friends make me happy, etc. But it's actually just a chemical reaction inside the brain, which is nice because once you understand that, you just got to figure out how to hack your own brain. How do I give myself these chemicals? And you can cheat and give yourself these chemicals in, you know, various ways that can turn into addictions, and you can use, you know, the natural flow of life to give yourself these chemicals as well. And that's that's what the Super Mario life is about. So Super Mario life is, is using the analogy of the game Super Mario and looking at your own life through that Super Mario slash Nintendo kind of lens. I just realized that maybe I should reach out to Nintendo to sponsor this episode, but we'll, we'll see if I end up doing that or not. Anyway, so this is the way it works. Most of you have probably played Super Mario Uh, at some point, but if you haven't, it's this simple platform game where you're this fun little Italian character, plumber called Mario, trying to save a princess. And you go through this world or this landscape of various enemies and death traps, but you also have different kinds of power-ups that will make you stronger and survive longer. And and your objective is to to get to the finish line and sort of save the princess. So the way the game is played is how you can translate this into gamification of your own happiness, of your own well-being in your own personal life. So the way it works is basically you have collectibles or power-ups, which are good stuff that you want, and then you have the enemies which are the bad stuff that you want to avoid in your life, or at least learn how to deal with. So I spend some time thinking about what are the things that give me happiness in life, translate into what are the things in life that actually give me these boosts of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin in my everyday life. And then making a list of those things and then listing the other stuff, the bad stuff, my enemies. What are the things that are sort of draining me from my happiness and having the opposite effect. This obviously varies from person to person. There are some basic stuff that works for all human beings, like you get serotonin from physical touch, from touching other human beings or dogs, for instance. You know, cuddling basically will give you, uh, oh, sorry, uh, oxytocin, not serotonin, uh, oxytocin boost. And that works for more or less everyone. So that's like a safe bet. Hugging people will, will make you happy. But we're all a little bit different. And I think it's it's fairly easy for, for anyone to make a list of stuff that will make you feel good and a list of stuff that won't make you feel good. And that's a good starting point. So I'd just like to share what the game looks like for me. So starting with the collectibles, now I'm you know putting myself into the clothes of Mario You can envision me wearing the red hat and the red trousers and saying, you know, (laughs) yeah, whatever Mario says. (laughs) I'm a Mario. Something along those lines. I'm a Nils. 
And I wake up in the morning and I go about my day and I try to collect as many of these collectibles as possible. And I have four main collectibles that I have identified. Collectible number one I call crew. It's basically people, my crew, my kind of people. So it's, it's spending time with people that I like, that bring me energy, that make me feel good. And the way to spend time with them also matters. So I figured out that for me it's both physical connection, uh, actually hugging people, you know, being close to other individuals, and also deep, valuable conversation. Not how are you doing today, what's work life like, those uh, shallow kind of things, but the deeper kind of stuff. How are you actually feeling? What's engaging you right now? What's the most interesting thing happening in your life? What value, what's driving you at the moment? These sorts of things. Just really just going deep with other people in whichever way uh, that happens at the time being. And that is something I've, I've really done for the past day or two now. This morning we had an amazing breakfast with everyone who lives in the house and two amazing people that are moving out of the house. And just having that nice feeling of being in a room with a bunch of people that are amazing and you're very relaxed. You don't have an agenda. You're not, you don't have to perform. You don't have to create anything. It's just, just being there, hanging out and eating good food. That really gave me a boost of happiness energy today. So that's collectible number one. I call it crew. Collectible number two for me is creativity, creating stuff. I've already covered in previous episodes that I most likely have low natural levels of dopamine in my brain. And in order to get those levels up and give myself dopamine kicks to make myself feel great, I create stuff, new stuff. Could be companies, could be books, could be music, could be ideas, could be basically anything, right? And I've also become better at understanding what type of creativity makes me the most happy. And it's the type of creativity that is not really connected to money, social status, or the ego. So creating a new company is, or a new business idea is great and a lot of fun, but that quickly gets turned into the money or success uh, or social status aspect of this society, where my idea all of a sudden becomes a team of people trying to create something and they want this thing that we're creating, this company or this business idea to have success and bring in money so we can keep doing that. And somewhere along that path, sort of the joy or the, the dopamine kick gets turned into something else and it can become more of work and less of pure passion. So for me, the best kind of creativity is just creating for the sake of creating, which could be music, it could be painting something, it could be, this morning I was discussing art ideas with my friend David. I just finished a song on my guitar before starting to, to record this podcast. So I spent a few hours just playing around with my guitar with no real purpose, just to just be creative and create a song. So creativity in any way is my second collectible. And then my third collectible I've chosen to call mind slash body flow. So anything that puts my mind and or body into flow state. This could be physical exercise, for instance. It could be playing soccer or for me, especially going skiing, downhill skiing uh, is perfect because it really puts me into flow and it holds a great deal of creativity. So that I've done a little bit of. I did a, just a 10-minute yoga by myself today to make sure I got that four or a third collectible. 
as well today, but it could be anything like that. It could be meditation, anything that puts my mind or my body into a flow state and makes me feel good. So those are three collectibles in my game. And then I have a fourth collectible, which is once again connected to my low levels of dopamine. And that's novelty. Anything that's new. My brain is, you know, urging for new stuff all the time. It could be new ideas, new people, new places, new activities. Anything that's new that I haven't done before, I need to have a healthy dose of stuff like that in my life. Actually connected to my my last episode before this, where I spoke about the value of human interaction and relationships and that we could probably benefit by planning our lives around what type of people we want to spend time with rather than what type of job we want to have or where in the world we want to live. So I reached out to a a few people that I really enjoy spending time with that I haven't met in a while and then also a few people that I uh, haven't spent a lot of time with and, and hardly know but I have a hunch that I you know I have this sense that I want to know these people even more. So I invited this guy that I met at Borderland Festival to breakfast uh, with me yesterday, which was great. So he came and, and we hung out for two hours having breakfast together in our kitchen. And that brought me both sort of the crew collectible, but also novelty, because I didn't know this guy very well. So just uh, the joy of getting to know this other human being that I'm curious about, uh, because I feel he has a lot of great energy and doing a lot of interesting stuff that I want to learn more about. So that's my fourth collectible novelty. And and just in the past, well, two days, I've actively been seeking out all of these four collectibles and getting a lot of all of them, including spending a great deal of time with the amazing kid that we got, our son, which brings me, in a way, basically all of these things because, well, he's part of my crew now, <laughs> of course. It's also about getting creative with what, what do you do when you hang out with a three-week-old person. I, I try to show him stuff around the house, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's a creative challenge to figure out how do you spend time and interact with, with a three-week-old guy. He puts me perhaps not into body flow, but into mind flow. It's almost like meditation to just be fully focused on him. And obviously novelty, because everything he does now is new uh, and everything is new for him. So it's it's kind of amazing to see stuff through his eyes. I'm starting to understand. I've always known, of course, the value of have, having children, but just seeing it up front for yourself is an amazing experience. So those are my four collectibles. And obviously, as I go through my, my day, what I want to do is make sure I collect as many of these collectibles as possible because I know they will make me feel good. They will give me healthy doses of serotonin, oxytocin, and and dopamine. And then I have my enemies, the stuff I want to shy away from and make sure I don't get too much of in my everyday. So I've tried figuring out what are my main enemies in terms of my own well-being and happiness, and I've found three of them. My three main enemies in life is, one, addictions. For me... My main addiction, well, previously it's been social media. It's one of them. Uh, That's something that I've been working on now for the past six months. And I I can say that I'm 99% rid of. I hardly use it anymore. I don't feel a need to check it as much. And that social media addiction is, I can actually say that it's gone now. But I have two addictions left. One is sugar. I haven't really started working on that yet, my sugar addiction. And then my third one is boosting my ego, I guess you could say. Because I sometimes still fall into the trap of, of letting my ego take over and let that drive what I do a little too much. I think that's 
probably the hardest one to fully get rid of if it's even possible uh, or necessary to get rid of it. I think it's the main thing is to be aware of it and watch it happen. It actually happened uh, earlier this week, which has probably been a part of me not feeling great. Uh, I don't often feel envious towards other people, but I had this episode where I saw someone do something really amazing and I was like, oh, I wish I had done that. And I instantly saw my ego come up and feeling sort of jealousy in the moment, which is now gone. But that is still, my ego is addicted to love, attention, and praise from time to time. So that's still something I'm, I'm fighting. I know that I, when I get lost in that, I, I won't end up feeling good. Enemy number two is negativity-biased people. So basically everyone is negativity-biased. I'm not saying, you know, people in general is the enemy of me here. But certain individuals are more negativity biased than others and are also perhaps not as well equipped to deal with their own negativity bias, which means that they're basically just spreading negativity around them, more or less all the time. Not by choice, but it's the way that they are. And I can sometimes spend time with individuals like that for you know shorter periods of time, but then I end up just feeling that this is draining me too much. So I wouldn't say that I try to steer away from them all the time, but I try to be aware of the negativity bias level of people around me to sort of make sure that I plan my day so I don't get too much negativity bias in my day. Because what happens between individuals is that we basically, emotions spreads like wildfire uh, in social circles. It takes 60 seconds for an emotion to jump from one person to another. So if I meet a friend and that friend is you know, angry or sad or annoyed or frustrated or happy or loving, it generally takes 60 seconds for that emotion to leap into my being and my own space, especially the negative emotions. So you need to be aware of that, that it takes 60 seconds. And I felt that happen a few times in this past week that I've spent time with someone who was not in a, in a great place. And after a while, I could just feel that emotion seeping into my own being. And all of a sudden I had that same feeling and it's hard to break out of when it's a, a negative emotion. Once again, negative emotions are not bad. You, um, you get a, a great deal of value out of them too, especially when you learn how to just spend time with them and deal with them. But it's also good to, to watch this landscape, this social landscape around you and know how to navigate it in terms of who am I attracted to based on their energies and, and mental state right now? Who am I not attracted to or who should I be a bit careful with so I don't get too much of their negativity into my own being? Because if I get that, I'm going to spread that negativity to others and, and I don't want to do that. So that's my second enemy. And then my third enemy is fear. That's the main one. We've already covered that in previous episodes too, that fear is the root of all problems, right? So fear, uh, but fear in myself. Whenever I feel that I get scared and it, it gets in the way of me being fully true to myself and being fully myself in any given situation, then that's an enemy. That's hard to avoid, but once it comes up, at least I know here's an enemy that I need to work with, that I need to embrace in some way so I can move past the enemy. I don't like looking at it as killing off my enemies. It's more like moving past them, which also to some extent makes the Super Mario analogy good because it's not about ruthlessly killing all the enemies. Well, you can jump on them, of course, but you can also just move past them or move through them, which is to me a better analogy. So those are my, my four collectibles and my three enemies. And that's my game. That's my Super Mario Life game for, for Nils. And then obviously the way this game works is super simple. You wake up in the morning and you start 
making your way around your daily life as this little cute Super Mario character and you try to get as many of your collectibles as possible and you try to avoid or move past as many of your enemies as possible and hopefully that will get you a lot of happiness points at the end of the day. How do you know how you scored in the game? Well, when you go to bed at night, you sort of look back. Well, first you tune in to yourself. How am I feeling? What's my emotional status right now? And based on that emotional status, you can look back on your day and, and just try to see how many collectibles did I get here? How many enemies did I run into? Or perhaps did not have the, the courage or the, the power or the love to, to move past. And that tends to, at least for me, explain my current emotional status perfectly. If I haven't, if I've been locked up in my own room for too long, uh, if I have been focusing too much on anything that's boosting my own ego, if I've been scared to do stuff and ending up not doing it, if I have not been creative in any way, if I've not taken care of my body or my mind and, and letting those go into flow states, if I've not experienced anything new in a while, my emotional status will be low. It will be bad. My score in the Super Mario Life game will be low. While on the other hand, if I've done, if I play the game in the right way, then I'll, I'll feel pretty great. And today is one of those days. So after a couple of days of not succeeding, not playing my Super Mario Life game very well, I'm now uh, sort of acing it for the time being. Obviously that won't last forever, but for the past 24 hours, or maybe even less, for the past 12 hours, I'm, I'm having a good run in, in the Super Mario Life game. So anyway, you know, this, this, um, this is a way, once again, that I'm just trying to make a slightly complicated topic, the topic of being a human being, an emotional being, more simplified. And for me, it's, it's been working really well. I just tend to forget about this uh, idea of Super Mario Life every once in a while. But every time I circle back to it, it works. It explains why I feel the way I'm feeling at this given moment. And it also gives me the tools to sort of design and take control of my own emotional state in any given situation. Because a lot of times you can actually, you can create your own collectibles in any given situation. If I feel, you know, well, I'm not really connecting with individuals around me right now, then, then it's up to me to do that. If I feel that I, you know, this is not creativity, I'm, I'm just doing some mundane task or I'm sitting in a really boring meeting, then it's up to me to actually turn that situation into something creative. It's up to me to give myself a mind-body flow, even in the smallest ways. So today I haven't, and for a few days, I haven't been able to go to yoga classes uh, for the simple reason that we have a child and a puppy and it's taking up all of our time and we have certain challenges we need to overcome. So it's really difficult while I'm getting into this daddy role to figure out how, how the heck am I gonna find time to go to yoga class all of a sudden. So instead I'm doing micro yoga, micro yoga moments where I do one minute, two minutes, five minutes, or maybe 10 minutes of yoga wherever I am. You know, you can do elevator yoga when you're riding the elevator and do 10 second yoga thing. And it, it really works. If you're into yoga, if that's, if that's floating your boat, if that works for you, but any type of mindfulness meditation, obviously you can do instantly wherever you are as well. And novelty, you know, in any situation, you could probably find something new or ask a new kind of question. And as a result of that, get something new into your own life. Once again, I'm not saying that these four collectibles are the right collectibles for everyone. Feel free to try it out, create your own little Super Mario game. I've actually been thinking about building an app for this, which would be fun. 
where you you basically just click the collectible coin thing whenever you do something and you hear the ching sound <laughs> and and then you you know recording that whenever you you feel an enemy has overtaken you and you're not feeling well anymore yeah so that's the super mario life episode of this podcast we've had a few episodes now where it's just me again speaking and soon we'll be back doing interviews i've have some interesting people lined up to come share their stories and their ideas and views on this life in this podcast which i really look forward to because once again the podcast is it's part of my super mario game right this is creativity whenever i have a guest that is it it's crew time for me uh so it's something that's uh it's making me feel good and it still feels kind of new we'll see for how long that lasts the guy I had breakfast with uh, yesterday, Frederick, he said I should actually start saying in every episode that this might be the last episode because it's called The Dying Podcast. And sooner or later, something will happen. I'll get tired of this, most likely, or I'll die or something else will, will kill off this podcast. So uh, he, he said, you know, you should always say that this could potentially be the last episode of A Dying Podcast. So I'm, I'm going to say that this could be the last episode of A Dying Podcast. I hope it won't. I have a sense it won't be. But who knows? Sooner or later, this podcast will be gone, as will all of us. Kind of exciting in a way. At least today I'm feeling like that. So thank you for listening. Thank you also for for giving a lot of great feedback, input, and suggestions and ideas. I've been getting a lot of those. And I, I will let them keep steering the content of this podcast to see where it takes me and us. Feel free to let me know if you spend a day playing your own Super Mario Life game, I really enjoy talking about that with people to see what collectibles and enemies they come up with. And uh, that'd be great to, to hear some stories about that. And I just want to wish you the best of days. Tune into your emotions, whatever they might be at this moment, because they are exactly what they're supposed to be right now. And they're all fine. And they're all passing. They're all like guests passing through your life. Uh, everything is a phase, both the good ones and the bad ones. Thank you very much and have a great day. 